Hello, welcome back. This is actually our final episode of this season of the Reflect Now podcast. I'm excited that you're here. Let's do it. I'm joined today, and I'm very excited uh, that she is wrapping up uh, the series. Um, but I'm joined by Taryn Evanfell, and she is in our church. So, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> um, if people don't know who you are, give us the quick 30 second intro. Um, I'm now, I would say, Josie Bird. I've been here since 2012. Um, so, loving jo- Johannesburg. Um, I'm a, an auntie, a friend. Uh, a running enthusiast um, and a, a god follower. So yeah, that's me. Amazing. I hate running. I will never do it. I, I only run in sport. Like I have to be running after something. I can't just run in general. It doesn't happen. No, I've done some crazy stuff this year already. Yeah, no, you, you're one of those people. Yeah. <laughs> but it does become that. So as you know, we spoke about it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, we always start every episode to get the conversation going, to, to break the ice a bit. Uh, we start with a little game, two truths, one lie. Um, I am three for three. Nah, let me see if I this, can break uh, that season. streak. So, uh, <laughs> you, yeah, you could potentially break the streak and we'll see how it goes. But give us uh, three things. Two of them about you are true and one is a complete and utter false lie. And I have to pick out which one it is. Three, two, one, go. Right. Um, first, I have been to the furthest point in South America and climbed a glacier. Okay. I am an auntie to two, and I have run three marathons this year already. You're this year already. Okay, so auntie is true. Is it to two? Mm. See, you're trying to trip me up here. Okay, I'm gonna. Say, I'm just gonna go with the, go with that. That's true. Is that correct? No. Oh, see. Failed. <laughs> so wait, okay, so definitely have been to Upper Glacier. Yeah. So, southernmost point. Yeah, Ushuaia. Of south- I've been to Ushuaia. I didn't even know. I'll probably have to Google it after this yeah, to just check. So but I'll, I'll, I'll believe I traveled you. around South America for two months on my own. So then how many you are on to? Ten. Jeepers. <laughs> my brother has got a few kids. Okay, well, to be fair, yeah. I don't, so don't know, know all ten. No, no, I don't know no, all ten. No. So, so it you, was, it it was, was definitely a, a trick out. It was a little bit trick out, but that's the whole point. Okay, I got seventy five percent on this <laughs> season, but uh, it's a fun way to start. Uh, yeah. We are. I'll, I'll give you a bit of a, a brief of where we are. We are actually at the mess shelter. Uh, it's in JP's town, mm-hmm. and. Uh, it's an amazing, we do actually as a city even have a connection here. Yeah. Uh, last year, we were joined by about 100, you know, some coming from here, some mm-hmm. coming from other, uh, other shelters that you're involved with, uh, where we got to put on the Christmas table, uh, a Christmas meal um, for people who otherwise wouldn't have that kind of experience. And we just got to love on them, bless them, uh, bring them over to City Green, have a dinner. It was possibly one of my favorite things from last year. Uh, it and, was amazing. And it changed. I promise you, for many of those clients that are here, they, they'd never experienced that kind of love. So even still now, they will come up and mention that they'd never been loved mm. on a, at a church like that. So, And we're building the excitement because it definitely will happen again. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so we'll watch out for that. That's going to be amazing. Hopefully it can be far more than 100. Do even yeah. more. Um, but uh, I love, you just mentioned it now. Um, and so why not just give us kind of the brief around uh, your role, um, what 
this organization is looking to do, be involved in, and just kind of the brief, uh, I know it's huge and no. and there's so much to do, yeah. but what, what you guys are actually involved in? Um, yeah, so MES um, stands for Mold Empower Serve. Um, so MES has been around for 35 years. Wow. So it's quite a substantial amount of time. Um, and really the, heart, the, the whole aspect of MES is to change the hearts of the city. So um, you would have heard me mention clients before. So for us, it's how do we change the heart of the city serving the community? So that would be the homeless, the early childhood centers, the after-school program, it's the vulnerable community, it's um, people who need training, all of that. So it's kind of how, how we work together. So um, my role is quite a new role that's been kind of put here because there's, there's obviously a lot of programs. So um, my role is focus group for youth and adults at risk um, manager. So we have shelters, we have training center, we have a health aspect because obviously clients um, need healthcare. Mm. Um, so we partner with clinics around to be able to refer people there. We've also got our GROW program, which is a, a job rehabilitation program. So I think it's important to know that as you're journeying with people, like if somebody is on the street, they've ended up on the street because of something mm. and then wanting to take them off Firstly, they need to be ready to take that step. And with that, it's not just one, two, three, and the person is, oh, I'm fine and I can yeah. just kind of carry on with life. So we really look at all those as, um, aspects and really tackle like the basic needs, having a roof over your head, having somewhere to shower and having a belly full of food, having those things kind of focused first makes a big difference. Um, MES is a Christian-based organization, so it really is incredible and absolutely you see God moving all mm. the time. So um, we know that a lot of stuff that we're doing just wouldn't even begin to happen if, if God didn't have his hand mm. um, on, on Mez. So we're here in Joburg, Kempton Park, PE and Cape Town. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, and we get to see, you know, it's, uh, there's obviously so much need and so much that goes on um, with those who are vulnerable, who are needing help. Yeah. But on the other side, I know there will be a lot of people, probably a lot of people listening to this right now, um, who have a heart to help, have a heart to help someone who is homeless, to help someone who is in a vulnerable space, someone who maybe, you know, has hit that rock bottom or has been on that journey for quite a while. Um, you working in the space where you're actually like, seeing the the successes and the failures and the wins and losses and even sometimes some of the like traps that in helping you're not really helping or you're not really understanding the full situation in what do you wish people knew about helping if they've got a heart for it what do you wish they knew about like their next step or what they can actually do um so i think firstly the sort of that guy that or lady that you're passing at the traffic light every single day when you are on your way to work i would say like you think giving your five rand or 10 rand is gonna make a difference to get them off. It creates a dependency. Mm -hmm. So it's not actually helping that person. So it's really, and I know it's, it's, it's bigger and daunting and there aren't huge, there's, there's not everywhere organizations that are doing what we're doing, but there are plenty of organizations. So I think the first thing is get to know the person. Mm -hmm. The impact by just actually you taking the time to get to know that person's name, where they're from, will build a relationship with that person. And ultimately, I think it's also always to remember that it's God and that person's journey. So yeah. that person has to ultimately be ready. So, I mean, I, I've already 
through city as well, connected with individuals who want, like they've seen somebody, they want to help that person get off the street. And we're like, cool, this, we, at that time, there happens to be a space at the shelter. You can sponsor, we've got like voucher booklets, so you can sponsor to have someone have a night's accommodation, a meal um, and a, a clean shower. So that that's like basic things being met, but that person may not be ready. And I think it's also important to know that don't be discouraged by that. So mm. many times it's a long journey. It's yeah. definitely not an instant um, instant fix. But I think it's also educating yourself. And and it's not, yes, we need financial support. So that that is a reality. There, there are things that need to be paid for and yeah. bought and all that, lights, electricity, uh, water, food, all those things. But also giving of your time. So if God has put that on your heart like explore it like you'd be surprised and it may be that it's only for a month or maybe god does something else and you end up like doing something more so i mean i think of myself like i've always been doing stuff when i heard shelly and ryan share um on cherished um so i've been part of the team nearly nearly eight years now um and when i heard it i was like oh that's nice and like Shelly and I still joke about it because I was like, yeah, I don't think that's for me. And I think that was like on the Monday. And by the Thursday, I was like, okay, so I'm in. <laughs> and God just changed something in my heart. And But I know it's not for everybody. And I think that's so important to know that God also stirs mm. and and changes people's hearts to be the person at that time. Yeah. And and that's, I think, yeah. So hopefully I've answered your question. No, definitely. Um, I, I want to speak about your heart. Um, and just what do you, th- well, if, if you had to tell someone kind of the journey God's brought you on at a heart level for you, yeah. having, you know, been obedient to what he's calling, yeah. helping in many different things, helping here, helping at Cherished, seeing, you know, great success stories, but then even the ones that didn't go great, yeah. um, and what impact that has all had yeah. um what's that journey looked like for you even at a heart level as god's been working because i think it's so important whenever you get into anything that's having an impact leaving a legacy yeah. talking about the purpose or something that god's starting in your heart it's a uh, it's most of the time we don't necessarily track that journey yeah. um but i'd love to hear more about yours <laughs> yeah i mean i think my my journey with god has been like uh, i knew of god as a youngster kind of like all that stuff then finished school was a bit of a wild wild card, whatever. And um, I went to London, did the whole working holiday and kind of he's always been there. And I know he's always been looking like looking after me and I, I'd, I've had encounters with him, but then kind of, you know, you try and do it in your own way. And um, I think I remember when it came for me to come back to Joburg. Mm. Um, and it's interesting because I'm also like, is Joburg coming to, like, is Joburg still the season? And I'm like, so it's it's all these things that are happening. But for me, I think, God has has looked after me and has like been there. Um, has he answered all the dreams and desires? No, not yet, but he's given me promises. Mm. And I think for me, that that's where that heart aspect comes in is to say, right now in this season, I'm using you to do this, but your time, your promises are going to come through. And I, mm. like, um, I was listening to DeKello's story of hope um, earlier in the week as well. And I was like, Thank you for like just hearing that again. Just confirms yeah. like remember those promises that you you have been given by God and like what what is happening and it's it's an up and a down, but He's constant and I think yeah. that's what we we we've got to remember. And also we're not um, we're not faultless. So I definitely don't have it all together. I'm still <laughs> learning and working along the way. 
and he says it's okay yeah. because he's with you. So I think so much, we put so much pressure on ourselves that we've got to tick this box, this box, this box, this yeah. box. And I catch myself falling into that. Yeah. Like, and then God will say, no, but no, no, my girl, that's not what I want for you. Like, you need to remember this. You may need to remember how much I love you and I've got plans for you yeah. and I, I hear you and I see you. So, um, yeah, I think that's, that's that whole journey. And I think being a Christian is not one, two, three. Yeah. Like, it's having that active relationship. And I think really pressing in when you don't know, like, I'll turn to the word. I'll turn to, like, prayer. Because that's honestly, and I don't always have the, the answers, but he, mm. he surprises you and he'll, he'll, he'll give you that moment of, of comfort. And I think that's where that, that heart is then surrounded and, and felt um, of who he is. Amazing. I think you're touching on, a, on some important stuff. And I, I may, maybe you have, maybe you haven't. Um, but you know, it says in the word that like, hope deferred makes the heart grow sick. And I think one of the things you've touched on that protects that is like when you remember the promises of God, when you lean into him, when you lean into it being a relationship, mm-hmm. that's going to have ups and downs or moments where you have, you have a lack of clarity and it's a bit of chaos and confusion. Mm-hmm. Um, it protects us against going to that space where there's hope deferred. And that might be within ourselves, but then the other side, and you spoke about it earlier, is like even if you have this heart to help someone and they're not quite ready to receive that help yeah. or take that next step, don't be disappointed with that because you've d- you've done your part and they might just not be ready yet. Yeah. How do you think it's, uh, what, are there any other ways that you've seen that is important to, you know, not ever move into that kind of hope deferred space or where your heart would just get bitter or where you just, you know, even in the moments where maybe you want to just pack it up and be like this, I don't even know if this is making that much of a difference. Yeah, um, I think yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a tough it's a tough thing to to not get to that that point. Um, but uh, and maybe I'm just I'm really really lucky where I'm at. But I really see God the whole time. Like mm. I, I I see Him doing stuff daily, mm. and and with people who I've got to know, and how God then connects. Like um, just to share that story, like one of the ladies through Cherish, we've been journeying with some somebody from church had been journeying with her for nearly two and a bit years before she was ready to take that step. Mm. Um, and God knew that that was coming because he'd already, like in March last year, I started helping her. So then when this lady was ready to kind of take that next step, she needed to go somewhere. And it wasn't like where she could go in terms of our normal restoration. So, yeah. So like, so so I think you think it's not possible for him to be like, solving something completely impossible mm. he can like like i don't know like i just and so i hold on to that because i feel like for me personally i'm like yeah i've got things that i i would love like i want to be married and and all those kind of things and it hasn't happened and like you kind of question with god like well what is what is happening what do i still need to work on what do i need to do and i am working on those things in like my personal time but in the same breath he's like but look at what this can happen mm. and it hasn't been one, two, three, it's happened over three years or, or you know what I mean? So yeah. I think, I think that that's the whole thing. It's not just one, two, three, there's 1.1 and then 2.3 and, <laughs> and then kind of stuff. And you, you've just got to, you've got to go with it yeah. and, and be open to it and really push in when you see, and when you're not just to have, um, 
accountability and a team around. And I think that's so key, having community. So like the community that I have surrounding me will remind me of those moments because, you know, sometimes you can just be self-reflecting and you're like, oh, that's not, nothing's happening. It's like, well, what about this? Or what about that? Um, And yeah. It's amazing because sometimes you get in that space where it's like all you can see is the the bad or you can yeah. see is the lack and then you miss out on those little yeah. those little green shoots that yeah. are there and, and God's actually working and moving in those yeah um, and the other things will come in their time yeah um, I, I I wanted to talk more so you, you mentioned uh, that lady's story I'd love for you to like fill in the blanks for okay, us cool. but you spoke about like it's important and we see you guys literally doing it um, getting those basic things just uh, out of out of the way almost to be like we'll put a roof over your head we'll put food in your belly we will help you with those basic things but then you guys have a whole kind of philosophy and structure and and, and th- programs to add other things yeah. on top of that and really help people take those next steps because yeah. your whole you said it uh, when we were talking before this is temporary yeah. this is always supposed to be temporary yeah. um, we want to set people up for what's next yeah. so maybe tell us a bit more about that process and how that all works and yeah. really what you guys do yeah so um, obviously when we get a client that comes in we do an assessment to find out how they've ended up where they have so how they were like on the streets or whether they've run away from home or, or what what has been the, the case so we've got our social work um, services department so our social worker will assess and work with that but what I think is also stands out for me it's not just one person so you've got a social social worker you've got the caretaker who's somebody who's here the whole time who's also building relationship you've got our unit care manager who kind of doesn't just work with this shelter with another shelter so it's looking at it holistically to say okay where's this person at what what do they need in terms of mental well-being I think Mm. COVID has just like exasperated that like in a in a very real sense and I think people came to Joburg City of Gold opportunity Mm. they've lost their jobs through COVID and just don't feel like they can go back home so there's that journey aspect as well to to kind of build that person up and help with those family reunifications Mm. and and stuff and then it's to see okay well we, we've got our training center, which does like a basic life skills course, which I think you think, ah, oh, but it really is quite, when you've been on the streets, when you, like for you and me, like we had an appointment at 10 o'clock, you were here at 10 o'clock. For somebody who's been on the streets, that can be a foreign aspect to mm. understand. So working together to say, right, you need to be presentable. So you need to have um, cleaned yourself. You need to be at your appointment on time. Mm-hmm. You need to commit that you are, it's going to be two weeks every day from nine till one o'clock. And for us, for you and me, it, like, it would just come, come naturally. For somebody who, who hasn't had that frame of reference, it's not, one, it's not an easy thing. So we journey and we, we kind of really work with the clients to say, right, this is how you need to start approaching it. So we've also got GROW, which is a job rehabilitation program. So they get a small stipend um, and they get like a four-hour shift because often for somebody who's come off the streets, they can't just get back on and go like a full day work Mm. from a mental, like it's just like there's triggers, there's all that like aspects to take into account. So you've got all these programs that collectively, oh, sorry, um, work work that. And then we've got our um, uh, feeding scheme. So we do a feeding scheme on a Monday, Wednesday and Friday. And through that re who's also been here for ages builds a relationship we give a meal and we've just had an intake of some of the the guys that he'd been kind of 
building a relationship with for say maybe the last two, three months, they're like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to take that step. Mm. God had made a way that we'd exited some clients. So those clients can come here. They're now busy doing life skills. They're going to do a security course. And so those are steps for yeah. them to then be able to get back on their feet. So it's touching on all those kind of programs. Um, and what's really incredible, and I know like we have our ups and downs with our governments, um, what COVID has highlighted and government has realized that there is a real issue with homelessness, mm. that it is a big struggle. And so they have noticed and they are now working with the likes of MPOs that, that have been on the ground and doing so, trying to change, trying to learn more and saying, right, well, how do we work together to solve this? together with corporates and churches and partners and, and that kind of stuff. So, Amazing. yeah. Um, last, uh, I'm going to give you a last question, but before we get there, um, if anyone really does want to get involved, help, whatever that looks like, uh, what are the best ways to serve you and this organization? Um, yeah, so obviously we've got, depending on where your heart is, we, um, we've got our early childhood centers, we've got after school programs, we've got our shelters. Um, so depending on where, where your heart is and what your capacity is, we, we need hands on deck. So if you are a person who's got some flexibility and would love to serve the, the homeless in terms of feeding, Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays in the morning, you could put aside one morning and come come and do that so physically like having hands if um you have entrepreneurial skills we've um through this lockdown period we've realized these these clients can sew crochet do beadwork and that but they now need the help to kind of get that as a business up and running so yeah. if that's something that like resonates with you um it's not so scary i'm sure you guys drove here today it wasn't so bad to to get not to bad at all so we are lucky <laughs> where our shelter is um this particular shelter it's not in the heart of hillbrow so if you are worried about that kind of security aspect um we have got security here so that physically coming through and also just building relationships. So if you want to do a Bible study, there's, there's that opportunity. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be financial. It can just also be where God has put your heart and where you want to give the time. So I'm happy I'll give my email address and I can put you in contact depending on which program kind of stands out to you. And um, if you know, like in October is World Homelessness Month. Um, so something if you want to, kind of we're gonna we do different campaigns every month we can share that with you so um and it's also to look at what's happening in your community because maybe there's something happening in your space that you're not aware of that also need the hands and the feet yeah. so don't be um don't be overwhelmed like just take the step there's a step for every single one of us <laughs> as we always say um we'll make sure we put all those details in the link so uh just look out for that um taryn final conversation um i think i'm always uh, i'm just so struck even just being here from when we walked in till now um i think god's burdened your heart for this and i just watch you in so many different places caring for people helping people loving on people and really shining jesus's light in wherever you are um, and and I love that you will be vulnerable. Like, I don't always have it together, but I do still want to honor, like, the blessing that you are um, and give you the last question, which is just what would you encourage people with um, seeing the almost the hopelessness uh, that you see and yet knowing the hope that you have in Jesus and what that's changed in you? Yeah. Um, but last, just any last encouragement. Yeah, I think... Um 
to also look in your direct circle, I think one thing that stood out for me here is the mental um, the mental aspect and people feeling desperate mm. alone. Um, and I know we've kind of as a church have, have done some series and touched on it, but I think it really is a reality. And like people may seem like they've got it all together, have it one, two, three. Mm. Um, I want to encourage to probe. Don't just... Don't just leave it like if God's given you that nudge, like follow it through because that person may be needing you. Mm. So it could just be you reaching out to someone in your in your circle and just loving on that person. And that can change the trajectory of where that person is at. So like I think there's such power in that um, and, and to do that, like be brave and vulnerable and ask God mm. like in your circle, who who is it? And through that, I feel like God will show you other opportunities. So um, we need to work on our communities as well, because if we can show those examples, it it then reflects. And yeah. I, I, I mean, I know you touched about the Christmas thing. It really did reflect yeah. the, the dinner that City hosted and how people looked in the eye and acknowledged that person yeah. um, and loved on that person. That is who Jesus is. Mm. And Jesus was in the grimy, dirty places. So it's... It's not for everyone, but God can use you in that. But God can also use you in incredible, glamorous places as well. But like be pushing in to and encouraging those and checking in on those around you. I think it's it's very critical right now because I think there's a lot more people that are battling with depression, anxiety and all of that. And there's still such a stigma. Yeah. So I feel like that's something that, that I would encourage people. Definitely. We always want to be bringing help to everyone that's mm. around us, help for our, ourselves, yeah. making sure we're sorted, but then uh, asking the questions that yeah. Jesus is really nudging us to to ask. Taryn, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you to Mez for hosting us. Uh, we have reached the end of season two of the Reflect Now podcast. Uh, I hope you, if you haven't caught all the episodes, catch up. Um, as I always end with, uh, if you've enjoyed this, if this has spoken to you, uh, it's always good to share it with someone else because um, we need to be having these kinds of conversations. They're so, so important. Uh, we'll see you next time. Have a great one. Yeah.